You know, don't you get sick of being wrong sometimes? Why can't we just like be perfect? You know what? Why don't, why don't we try? Let's, let's do it. Let's just be perfect. Like now. Okay, here we go. Let's do it. One, two, three. Perfect. No, that didn't work. Oh, no. What do we do now? Welcome to Consciously, a podcast focused on honest conversation by regular people and for regular people seeking spiritual growth. Hey, Consciously, welcome back. Menachem Poznanski. That's right. It's time for a step episode. But before we get there, by the way, we're up to step 10, which is super exciting. Can't believe it. Uh, Before we get there, I want to invite you to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a five-star review, join our community of listeners. I mean, if you're listening, you're part of our community of listeners, but uh, jump in to our community of listeners and uh, helps us, helps the podcast, helps spread the good word. Also, you can just let people know about the podcast. It's helpful. I'm not really promoting this at all because it's not my kind of deal, but uh, when you let people know that benefit from it, it definitely helps me. And it surely changes their life, hopefully for the better. Also, I invite you to check out The Light Revealed on Instagram and Facebook. It's great content. Uh, We're doing a really nice new series that Tehillah's designing beautifully. So you can check that out there. And that's also where you can reach us. Or you can reach us at our email, consciouslypodcast at gmail.com. I am looking to do a mailbag episode. So if you have any things, topics you want to talk about or interesting questions, Um, you'd like answered on the podcast, send those over and uh, we're definitely going to hopefully do that soon. Uh, I have some great episodes coming up. We have a great interview I did with Rabbi Shlomo Buxbaum, who wrote an awesome book, um, that I'm really excited to share with you hopefully next week. And we're coming up on Shabbos Mavarchim of Kislev, which means we're heading into Hanukkah, but also Yates Kislev, which is the Rosh Hashanah of Hasidus. So all sorts of fun things. Also some other interviews I'm working on. Oh, I have someone coming next week. Uh, That's really cool. So we'll get that episode out in a few weeks. Finally, two books, Stepping Out of the Abyss, Consciously, Six Steps to Living Vibrantly with the Creator. You can find those in all the right places. Okay. Step 10. So we've been doing this, I think we've been doing this the whole year. That's crazy. I've been through all the steps. Uh, I'm very enamored as the listeners know, with the 12 steps of recovery. And we are up to step 10. We're doing them based on the Gregorian calendar, the month. Uh, Today is the 10th month. Uh, October is the end of the 10th month. Um, So we're going to do an episode on step 10. And step 10 is uh, continue to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. And kind of been trying to focus in on different themes, spiritual themes that emerge from the 12 steps and talk about how they not only inform how a person executes the 12 steps themselves, but also what we can learn from that, anyone can learn from that uh, for their lives, and also how that relates to maybe some of the spirituality that we learn in Judaism, Chassidus, Panimiyas Torah, etc., etc. So the thing that really jumps out at you in step 10 is when we were wrong. Because that assumes that we're going to be wrong. Now, I don't mean like that we should be arrogant to think that we're never going to be wrong, but you would assume if I'm trying to launch into a vigorous course of spiritual action and living by spiritual principles that I would hope not to be wrong. And yet step 10 
almost assumes that I'm always going to be wrong. And that can be very troubling. But obviously, that kind of troubling feeling emerges from a certain delusion of perfectionism that somehow we're going to get to a place where we're not going to be wrong. And so we want to reject those thoughts because those are very not useful. So what step 10 really touches in on is this idea that we know we're going to be wrong and that part of spiritual development is a process by which we utilize trial and error and our mistakes in order to grow spiritually. And what's really hard about that is that we're kind of like submitting ourselves to the idea that we're going to be wrong. And that seems bad. It seems like we're supposed to try not to be wrong. Like if I went into a relationship, let's say when we learned about the amends process or just in any relationship, and I said, well, I, you know, I'm really sorry that I did that. I'm going to do it again, and I'll be sorry in the future. That would not be sufficient. And the people that we love and we care about in our relationship with would not appreciate that. And yet the nature of life is such that we know we're going to make mistakes. So how is it that we're meant to balance those two things? And what that reveals, and I think that step 10 highlights this, and it highlights this in a really powerful way in the 12-step process, is that there's really a, a two parallel journeys that we engage in in a growth process. There's an abstinence-oriented growth process, and then there's a non-abstinence-oriented growth process. There's the efforts we make to never do things, certain things, ever, and we expect and hope and strive for getting to a place of perfection in those areas, right? And that relates to the 12 steps because one of the discoveries of the founders of the 12 step programs was that as it related, well, the founders were alcoholics. So as it related to alcohol, they could not find um, a happy medium of moderation when it came to alcohol. They tried and they found that they could not. So therefore abstinence became the operative approach when it came to their alcoholism. But the premise of that admission is that moderation is oftentimes the operable and ideal way of dealing with problems. We don't want to you know, be abstained from everything. And it's not really often useful because some things that we struggle with, we really need to keep into our lives. We just have to find a way to keep them in our lives in a healthy manner. But then there are things that we can't keep into in our lives at all. They're just, they're usser. That would be the word in Judaism that we would use. They're just not something that can be elevated. They're not the kind of thing that we can engage. So part of spiritual growth is the realization that while there's an abstinence orientation to growth, meaning I stay away from that, and success is defined by my ability to stay away from that sin, you might say. There's also a process of non-abstinence where I engage a process again and again, expecting to fail, but hoping to do better and better along the way. And step 10 represents the way in which we engage that process over time in our spiritual journey. Now, sometimes people ask, and we mentioned this earlier in the podcast, well, isn't that, you know, step six and seven where we work on our defects of character? And one of the things that we pointed out in the podcast, and this is just my understanding of it, is that step six and seven is where we become aware of those character defects, where we kind of gain more, a greater sense of self-awareness about what the things are that we want to work on and develop a willingness to try to grow towards a healthier place. But the place where we begin to really, really work on character defects, or really better stated, where we work on our character, trying to abandon the defective expressions of our character and actually embrace the effective, useful, powerful aspects of our character is in step 10. And the way we do that is with trial and error. 
by taking a, a regular inventory, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, Plompey admitted it, meaning assuming that in that journey towards trying to find balance and moderation, trying to uncover you know, and discover the positive manifestations of our character and discard the defective manifestations of our character, that process is going to entail trial and error. It's mean we're going to be wrong, and we're going to have to just admit that when we're wrong, like, oh, I didn't realize I need to do that better, and then try to do better. And over time, we will grow into being stronger, more powerful, better people. So what this highlights is, in addition to the idea that we there are definitely things that we need to like, just eradicate from our lives, spiritual growth is also a process, right? The language that's used in the 12 steps is actually uh, progress, not perfection, right? But actually, as we're gonna discuss a little bit later in the episode, progress, not perfection, is actually part of perfection because the idea is I'm progressing towards perfection. And really what we're talking about here is not even an expectation of perfection, an aspect of spiritual growth that's not focused on perfection, but rather on development, growth, and expansion. And what I mean by that is there's ostensibly two aspects to spiritual growth. There's progress towards perfection, and then there's efforts to expand and to grow ourselves. And step 10 is the way in which we launch into that process of growing ourselves. And that spiritual growth is a process. And the key to that spiritual process is the realization that it is a journey of tolerating our mistakes and embracing the enormity of the small steps that we take along the journey continue to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it, which means get off the couch, get into the process of living, know I'm going to make mistakes, but know that the journey of acknowledging my mistakes, which has to do with learning a healthy form of shame and regret, being able to face myself when I make a mistake, and also know at the same time that I deserve to grow and to live better, is the vital aspect of step 10. The process by which we transform our mistakes into things that are bad to vital aspects of the journey where we learn what to do and what not to do. And the way that this connects with Panemius Atora, spirituality, Jewish spirituality, has to do with the journey, as is discussed in Hasidus, the journey of the tzaddik versus the journey of the Balchuva. The journey of the righteous, the perfect, versus the journey of the repentant. And Chazal, the rabbis tell us that the b'makum shabali tshuva omdim im sadikim gemurim omdim, in the space where the bal tshuva stands, the tzaddik cannot stand. And that's, that's explained in many different ways throughout Jewish writing, but one of the really nice ideas that you find in Chasidus is that it reveals, this is explicitly in Chabad Chasidus, that there's kind of two parallel paths going on in the universe. There's the path of the tzaddik, who lives in perfection, and then there's the path of the benini who lives within the very real world, which includes the allure of a mistake, and yet in that space has the ability to transform something bad into something entirely good, which is very unique that Sadiq doesn't have the ability to do that. If you want to hear more about this, you can actually check out, I've referenced this a couple times. Um, I have a different podcast the, the, uh, feed called Practically If I Bring In, um, which is really the teachings of my friend and mentor, Mashpia, Mayor Prager, um, and his teachings on Tanya, and I'm there, I guess, interviewing him, kind of. And in, there's an episode called uh, The Aroma of the Balchuva, and over there, Mayer kind of talks about this stuff explicitly. I definitely encourage you to check that out.
But just briefly, what he says over there is that we know from the Torah there's an idea that when a person does a full tshuva, does a full repentance, his donos nasen kezachios, his negative is transformed into positive. And the, the simple or rational understanding of that is when a person learns how to properly process their regret over their past mistakes, the mistake that they made now becomes a point from which they can learn. And on an interior level, not only does it become a necessary evil that they can learn from, but rather the thing itself becomes the catalyst for good. And the power of the baltruva, the power of the repentant, the power of the person who can promptly admit it when they make a mistake, is that even their mistakes, and you can't do this on the front end, which we've talked about before, you can't, you know, make mistakes in order to learn from them, but in retrospect, once you make a mistake, you can transform that mistake retroactively into a good thing by making it a point from which to learn. And in many ways, I think step 10 has to do with the beginning of the process by which somebody on a path of recovery begins to incorporate this idea into their lives. Because most of recovery is a journey back to sanity, which was we touched on in step two. And sanity in many ways is righteousness because sanity means I'm living according to my ideals, convictions, and beliefs. Now, no doubt it's progress, not perfection because I'm imperfect and I'm a human and I'm not there and I'm broken and I want to get better. But perfection is the goal. Perfection is where I'm trying to head. Sanity is where I'm headed. Step 10 is the acknowledgement that we also at the same time not only have to seek and look for the journey towards perfection, but we also have to embrace the journey of the baltruva. The awareness that we are going to be wrong and our willingness to make that good as well is a way in which we invite God into every aspect of our lives. When we embrace the idea that in many ways life is not some magical journey towards some perfected end, but it is also a journey by which we are evolving and growing ourselves. And evolving and growing entails trial and error. And trial and error entails mistakes. And we embrace that. And we draw God into that. Then God is present in that aspect of our lives. He is present not only in the vision of sanity and perfection, but he is also present in our very insanity and imperfection. And that's what step 10 invites us to do. Have God present everywhere. And it turns out that shifting the approach, focusing on allowing God to be present in all the different aspects of our lives, both our successes and our failures, creates the vessel by which a spiritual awakening and a restoration to sanity becomes possible. That it requires both the path towards the righteous, of the righteous, and the path of the Baltruva in order to experience the spiritual awakening that we've all been looking for. Thanks for listening to the Consciously Podcast. Consciously is a project of The Living Room, which is a division of Our Place, New York, and made possible by the kindness of the Capellius family in memory of Tsipora Basravaro. The host of Consciously is Menachem Posnansky. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can give us a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe on Apple, Google, Spotify, or Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcasts. We sincerely welcome and appreciate your feedback, so please feel free to email us or on our Instagram and Facebook pages. Thank you.